You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone Podcast with Rico Baird and the Big Ten Network's Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network. Howard, uh, we got the bowl season coming up, and it's funny because I had to do this thing where you predict the bowl games. Okay. I had no idea who to pick because I don't know who's playing for who. I don't know what's going on. There's a, there is so much going on with the portal. I feel like you need a Ph.D., in order to understand everything. But let's just start off with the most simplest things. I couldn't make my picks because I didn't know who's going to be the quarterback of teams because I'm opting out. I'm opting out. I'm going to this team. I'm now committing to this team where it's a whole new landscape. This has the feel of like a community college where, I mean, it's like that old thing with programs, programs, get your programs because you don't know the players. I don't know who's on whose team anymore. Okay, I'd agree with you, but I, I need to call a timeout real quick. Okay. Find out that sweatshirt you have on is a sound mind, sound body sweatshirt. It is. Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I saw was a sound mind, and I really yeah. gotta say sound body at the bottom. Sound mind, sound body. I, I've been I've been back with them since early days. Man. When they when they was just a camp of about 40 kids. <laughs> Man, I, I love those guys, man. They did a tremendous job uh, over there, and I think they continue to do a great job. And I think it was something that was truly needed. It grew. Oh, my God. Probably beyond their wildest imagination. But what they were able to do, the exposure that they were giving young people starting out in, right. you know, in the, the, the state of Michigan, the city of Detroit, I, I thought was amazing. My son competed a few few times in, in their camp, so – I enjoyed it, man. I got a lot of respect for those guys that are running that. Oh uh, man, going from back in the day, man, with 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 uh, with Deion Johnson, whose son Will is now tearing it up at Michigan. I mean, I remember little Will. So now it's kind of weird when I see him. Like, man, you know, you big time now. Him and Curtis Blackwell, and yeah, I mean, it started off. It was it was it was truly grassroots. Yeah. And they have invested in it, and this thing has grown. They've gone international. They've done camps overseas. So, no. And there's a ton of players in the NFL who have filtered through that camp Mm -hmm. and are now, you know, doing their thing all over. I mean, when I see, the you know, the Jordan Lewis playing with the Cowboys, like, yeah, I remember watching J.D. at these camps, man, these kids. And, I mean, that's how I I would see you out there with Houston. It's like – it became one of those where if you was anybody, you either you was involved with that camp or you had some interaction with sound mind, sound body. 
they've actually asked me to go and 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 talk with the kids and let them know just you know their 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 journalistic presence and how to handle interviews and I just pull random ones out the crowd and be like hey how are you going to handle this because you know when you get an opportunity to speak in front of the camera this ain't the time to keep it real you yeah. you need to be able to actually put you know sentences together and sound as if you have some sense so I've done those uh, seminars with them and just the media seminars to help prepare them. And it's funny because Howard and we, then we're going to get back to this. But since you yeah. asked, <laughs> no, because I've, I've actually had some guys. And I remember one of the biggest ones was was uh, was Will Ghoston mm-hmm. back in the day. He now plays for the Buccaneers. And, and I remember just dealing with him and he was saying that he was at Detroit Southeastern. And I remember his first interview I did with him. I was like, Will, that was awful. We're going to try this again. Here's what you got to say. And I kind of worked with him. And then it was funny because he went to go play in like the Under Armour All-American Bowl. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'm so glad that you took that time to, to teach me how to do that because I was able to do these interviews. And then I was watching my other teammates and they were struggling. Uh-huh. But because I was so comfortable with the camera, I, you know, it was a piece of cake to me. So he was he thanked me. And I mean, you don't, rare, you don't get that that often. But yeah. So yeah, I I say all that to say yeah I've been I've been working with them for a long time and you know hopefully I'll get to work with them for many many more years dealing with uh, talking with Curtis and Dion because yeah. they had their big uh, function last uh, over the summer so okay so yeah but I I see Curtis all the time good so. man well, give him my best now eBay Motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's get back to this. This, this right. You absolutely have no idea who to pick. When you start talking about these teams, getting back to the bowl games, Rico, I know you were asked to pick games, uh, and you're like, "Hey, how do I know who's playing?" Right? You don't. You, you still don't. don't. You still don't because people are making decisions 
I, I think a lot of the portal stuff is probably, for the most part, for this cycle, may, may be out of the way, maybe done. Maybe a few guys that are, that are still on the fence, probably big-name guys that are sitting back weighing their options. But I think a lot of, a lot of players are out there, and, and to me, it's always fascinating. We talked about this before. It's so many kids in the portal, but they're not enough scholarships at the power five level to take all of the kids. So it's not like they're able to, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm leaving Michigan and I want to go to, I don't know, UCLA. I want to go to Washington. It doesn't really work that way for most of the guys that are in the portal. Right. And now, yeah, I like to call them the portal homeless because that's what they actually become. Yeah. Unless you're willing to to go Division two, Division three, some group of five, if you're lucky, and I tell a lot who ask me, I'm like, okay, well, before you think about it, you got a scholarship right now. You, you like this nice little cushy locker room you're in. You get to travel well. Mm-hmm. What are these other schools? You're not in this million dollar locker room. You're not traveling on a team plane. You're on a team bus. You know, a lot of things are a little different. It's cold out there. Be sure you want to do this. But, man, I mean, when they set it up now, you had the judge in Ohio who basically put a temporary injunction who said that, okay, well, you could transfer more than one time Mm -hmm. for the next 14 days, which is I've often – look, one of the things that I think that gets lost, and Howard, you went through it with your son, Mm -hmm. Houston, you sometimes need to – Really evaluate what are my end goals? Where do I want to go? What will make me happy? What school is it? Not look at the coach. Don't look at the uniform. Don't look at the history. But what's the best fit for me? Yeah. And I don't feel like a lot of a lot of these players, I'm not going to call them kids because they're 18-year-old men. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they really take advantage of that and look at what's the best opportunity. It's just, Oh, I got to get to the league. I'm going to go play for this coach where if you went to this other school where you'd probably going to end up transferring to anyway, you would have a longer history there and you would probably have more growth rather than praying to God and hoping that they take you on the back end. I just don't think a lot of people take it as seriously. And then if you allow it to be that every year you could transfer, I really don't think you're going to take it seriously. And I think the other part of it is, that, and what's crazy is we see as many kids that are out there, but 99, somewhere in that number, 98, uh, dude, this is it. Yeah. This is this is going to be the high watermark for your athletic career. And uh, it is interesting because I, I think you, you think about, okay, well, why? You got to figure out what your why is. You got to, and you also have to have, to me, realistic goals. And I think that's hard to put realistic goals around young people because if you if you grow up in, if you're the best player in the state of Illinois, right, that doesn't mean that you're going to the National Football League. Right. Where do you rate being a top player in Illinois versus everywhere else in the country? If I stick you in Texas, if I stick you in Florida, if I stick you in Detroit, all these other places, you know, they, everyone's trying to get there. And everyone, they all want to get there. And that's their desire. And what gets lost in it is, ooh, if you have an opportunity for the most part to, to spend time at some of the best power fives that are out there, I mean, you, you have hit 
in many ways, you've hit the lottery if you do what you're supposed to do on and off the field. And on the field is just being a great teammate, understanding what you need to do. You know, things may not work, it may not fit, but you're there. You got to remember why you're there and also remember about, you know, the educational piece of it too. And and so many times, you know, guys don't take advantage of it. They don't want to take advantage of it because the Right now, I think it's even more skewed because of NIL. Right. Because you've got you've got guys that are that are juniors in high school, and the NIL has even brought the parents got the parents more involved. Right. It used to be okay. I want to know about the the back end. Can you get them ready to go to the National Football League? Now the parents are involved on the front end more of them, I should say, because it's like, well, you know, what about your NIL program? Is he going to be able, is he or she going to be able to take advantage of that? And it's, it, it's, it, it forces you, I think it makes these, it doesn't force them, but I think it makes these life-changing decisions even harder because you, you're also trying to pick the right place and you're also trying to get the biggest check. And it's. I don't envy these young people right now and the decisions that they have to make to try to pick. I don't. The, the best schools that are out there. Listen, the top guys that that the one percent of the one percent that are making all the money, they're gonna mm-hmm. keep making all the money. It, it's it's yeah. that middle group or right that's right there at the top that think that they can you know make things happen and want to make things happen. That it it really becomes very difficult for not only them but their family members and and their coaches to, to, you know, make the right decision for the right reasons. That's funny, Howard, because I, I, I equate it to, let's just take a different profession. Let's take football out of it. And let's just say your goal in life is to be a doctor. So there's different steps to getting a doctor, to mm-hmm. becoming a doctor. You're going to go through so many different graduations. So when you graduate from high school, when you graduate from college, you know, it's an event, but you don't spend that much time. You don't spend that much money and that much effort because, you know, I still got more ways to go. I still got more steps to go so that when you finally, you know, graduate from medical school, that's when the big celebration happened because, you know, you're right there at your goal. Yeah. I look at that because and I translate this back. I'm going to land the plane here. When you look at the kids who are the one percent who are going to go to the NFL, they know. I'm talented enough. The money's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't need to try to milk the system to get every penny out of it because you realize for what it is. Man, this is pennies based off of what I'm going to make once I finally get to the league, to endorsements, where I think a lot of people realize this is about the most money I'm going to make in football, in sports, so I got to capitalize on it right now. But but I think it's, it's almost – creating a, a a a false security out there it's, it's like the housing market it's like the yeah. tech bubble the tech thing when all of a sudden that bubble just burst and i think the same is going to hold true when it comes to this nil you saw texas a&m two years ago spent <laughs> a fortune on that class yes. Howard, i see something with the top 15 players of that class all transferred and not only that many came out and said never got a check never gave me what they said they were going to give me. This is where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say this and we probably can switch, but there's a story out that, that uh, Drew Pine, who started out at Notre Dame and he transferred, now he's going back. 
uh, to finish up his degree. So he'll be back on campus this semester to finish up his degree, and then he'll go grad transfer. Um, and, and listen, it was, things weren't perfect for him at Indy, so he decided he needed to change. But I think in that process, you know, he figured out, I need to go get this Indy degree. I need right. to go get the. I'm right there. Why right. don't I finish it? So he's going to take this semester, uh, not be involved in spring ball, but he's going to have his degree. And if he wants to continue to play, he'll have that opportunity to do that, whether it's at maybe a lower level place. But at the end of the day, uh, there's a there's a story there where, yes, I made a decision because I wanted to play football, but I also knew what you know the long term goal of this whole thing was to make sure you know that I'm set up and that I'm still back in that network. And, you know, Notre Dame is is open their arms to him now that he's decided to come back and, and get that degree. And here's the other thing. Here's the other problem I have with this, uh, not necessarily with NIL, but with the portal. Mm-hmm. They have to change the dates, Howard. You, you can't have the portal opening during bowl practices. Yeah. Because now kids have to make a tough choice where it's like, Okay, do I? I mean, uh, it was uh, it was Malik Murphy, the backup QB for Texas. Yeah. Texas is in the semifinal game. Yeah. He's the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's one hit away from having to lead this team to a championship. But he also says, "I, I realize that uh, Arch Manning is the future of this team, and I'm kind of in the middle." He has to transfer. You got to move this date. You can't have the first transfer date be in December because that's what makes it so difficult. Going back to the beginning of this pod, I don't know who's on the team. I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's opting out. You got people who've already committed to different teams who should be practicing with their bowl team. To me, Let's start with the basics. You just got to move this date. I'm I'm off. I, I am. I don't want to make it come off like I'm anti-portal because I do mm-hmm. think sometimes there's better opportunities out there. We've all. I'm not going to say make mistakes, but you all can find a better opportunity somewhere else. But on the flip side, you can't play football tender during the middle of the season where you just keep looking at your phone, swiping to the left and to the right, trying to pick the right team for you. Eventually, you got to pick something. You got to move this because holding it in December, I think it's disingenuous. And now you are going to affect a lot of people's money because a lot of Chamber of Commerce who who depend on bowl games. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch them. I don't want to travel. My team has no shot. The quarterbacks are all gone. I mean, whether it's through a coaching change, I mean, I look at Oregon State. They're going to play in a bowl game. Their coaches in East Lansing. Their two quarterbacks have both transferred out. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for that team. Mm-hmm. People are leaving all the time, and, it, and it's just so, I, you know, I look at Kyle McCord, Ohio State. He's out there in the portal. Ohio State still has a, a New Year's Six game they're going to play. Mm-hmm. He won't be the quarterback. You got to. The first thing I think to fix this is you got to move this date. To me, you started in January after the bowl season. And and here's the other thing. I think there are a couple of things, right? And and this goes back to getting in the portal in the first place. And and, and I'll use use my own son in this instance. I've always told him you got to make sure you do things the right way. Uh, And that's having having open communication with your coaches. So they understand where you are and the way you feel. Now, the feelings can be different. They can have a feeling, you can have a feeling, but you need to have conversations so that you can you can have those feelings. So they had those conversations, 
And when he decided that he wanted to, to, to go into the transfer portal, the, the door was still open for him to go back to Notre Dame. Right. And I think so many times young people make emotional decisions mm-hmm. and they're not looking at the other side. So I think they need to do a better job of communicating how they feel with their coaches. Again, everybody's not going to be perfect. Everybody's not going to be right. But when you talk about moving the dates and you're saying, okay, well, coach, I don't think I'm going to have a shot here, right? I don't you talk about Texas. Right. Here's the future. Here's what's going on now. Here's the future. Here's where I am. Yes, I know where I'm the number two guy here, but I've got to be able to move. I think cooler minds will prevail that if it's a young person that, that is, has the right mindset, that the coaches can say, hey, you know what? We understand, but the date is this, right? So it's going to continue to allow you to continue to play with this, continue to support your teammates. You can be here in practice as opposed to, oh, dude, you want to get in the transfer port? Get out. You're done. You're right. off campus. I, I know some people that, that have gone into the portal. Um, the teams weren't involved in, in, in bowl games, and they were like, you got 48 hours to get out. Yeah. Hey, UCLA. Chip Kelly pretty much said, if you're going into the portal, you're done. You're not playing in the bowl game. You're not getting your swag back. You're not showing up to practice. You opted out of this team, so we're going to move on without you. Mm-hmm. You're right, because I've seen some where there have been people, uh, your son, you, you mm-hmm. go into the portal. If you do it the right way, school will take you back. There are people who are in the portal right now. You know, I, I need to see what my worth is. So if I go into the portal <laughs> – how valuable am I? Do you really want me? Can you find yeah. a couple extra dollars? Mm-hmm. And so I'll miraculously claim my love for this team again. Yeah. I've, I've often thought, and, and this is just me, I, because every time I ask, where does the, the, the TV money go? Nobody can really answer the question. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me that the easiest way to do it, because schools say, well, we can't pay you. Yes, you can, because you're getting all that extra money that's not coming from tuition, not coming from mm-hmm. the tax, not coming from anything. It's coming from uh, Fox. It's coming from NBC. It's not going to be coming from CBS, using the Big Ten for an example. Over $100 million. If you simply took less than taxes and took $5 million and just said, football coach, here's $5 million. Here's your budget. You spend it however you want on how many players you divvy it up. If you want to give all five million to your quarterback and everybody else is eating peanut butter sandwiches, that's on you. But here's the money. I think that you would have less than I think it'd be easier than, you know, having because I think it's unfair that that fans and boosters have to basically suffer and pay the cost. If you lose your star quarterback. The team just looks at you, well, it's your fault. You didn't pay enough into the NIL package, and that's why this person transferred out. In what world does this make sense? I mean, this, this is like me buying, you know, Jeff Bezos' kids' Christmas presents. Like, no, you got a billionaire daddy. Why am I buying you Christmas presents? Right. In hopes that you're going to leave me in the wheel because I bought right. <laughs> You know, this, and, and I think, and, and, and this is where I think, Jim Harbaugh has is 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 right on right on the money. You figure it out. I mean, there's so much money that is flowing. And listen, uh, it. I think the, also the perception is, if you're getting a hundred million dollars, that's all going into the athletic department. Nah, it's going to the school. Right. right. It's going to the school, and, 
and that money is 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 divvied up so quickly that I think many people will be surprised at what ends up being left. But in but anyway, there's still a large amount of money that is being that is being paid to to these institutions, and and I think it is. I think it's something that needs to be figured out because again, I think you've got guys making. You have people. I don't say guys because this is all athletics. I think you have people that are making you know, decisions that are based on money, and what you, what they're finding out is the money isn't really there, uh, and you have collectives that are saying, where is the money going? Well, who who's supposed to be responsible right. for saying who gets X and who gets that? Well, the collectives want to control that. And on the other side, the coaches who are saying, hey, well, we can't talk about this with you. There's, a, there's another department that needs to discuss. <laughs> so the whole thing's a mess. But getting back to it, what you, what you said, the date, I think the dates absolutely need to move. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there'll be pushback to me probably from coaches because it'll be, well, wait a minute. We got signing day going on right now. Now we got, uh, we've got to try to host players uh, in the portal, we've got to try to recruit those people to get them on campus. But I got to go out and make sure that that I'm securing the, the players for the first signing date. And oh, by the way, don't be that new coach that also is trying to recruit the roster right now, right? <laughs> to to fix it, uh, which we haven't even talked about Michigan State and how their coaching staff is coming together. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. But you're right, the dates have to be moved. And yes, it's going to make it tougher on the coaches. They're going to have to spend more time. But guess what? You you guys are well compensated. Right. I'm not, yeah. Don't, don't, there you, there you won't be getting it. No fiddles being played. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. It's big, it, it's big business. And, you know, sometimes coaches will say, this is, this ain't Pop Warner over here. We're, we expect you to do certain things. Well, yeah, everybody expects to be doing certain things. And and quite frankly, if you're the right place to begin with, it's, it's 24 hours, seven days a week. There really are no breaks. When you look yeah. at the big programs that are out there, that's how they function. That's how their personnel function. Um, and that's why they continue to stay on top, even when they have a step back, when they get people in there that are, that are grinding uh, the way you need to grind to be competitive. Uh, in this industry, then it, it doesn't matter. You're working every day on it anyway. That's just what it is. Yeah. Because I, I look at it as, you know, you, you said it best. Maybe you just go back to the original signing day in February. And if a kid wants to early enroll, you can still early enroll. Mm-hmm. You can still be on campus and you, okay, you could practice with the team. You're there. But because uh, I, I knew a couple of kids who, before the early enrollment happened, mm-hmm. they just enrolled early. They just did it as a student, and they were now a member of this university. You don't have to do the whole December signing day and February signing day, and there's no perfect system. But I do think that if at least you wait and opened it up in January, now it's an even playing field because the new coach can come in and you could bring in the transfers, you could bring in the recruits, and you could try to fill in that class in February. How about the way it used to be, the way it was yeah. when you were a player? Yeah. We're not that far removed from just the February signing day. What was it? The first Wednesday in February was that was D-Day. That's when everybody was waiting to see who's going to put on that hat and who's going mm-hmm. where. 
So I do. I, I like that idea. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, but I doing it during the bowl game, I think it's just so disingenuous and it's disrespectful to me just for college football, because mm-hmm. I, I, I've lost excitement for different games because I literally have to look to see, well, well, who's playing in that game? Do I even, I mean, Bo Nick's coming out saying he's going to be playing for Oregon when you want to applaud him. But then, then I'm thinking, why? Bo, no. Actually, go talk to Jake Butt and ask him what happens when you are a top pick and you go play in a bowl game where the best you'll get is just that bowl championship trophy, not a national trophy. I'd say this, though. If you if you, if you want him to sit, don't ask Jake Butt. Because Jake, would, I, I tell you, 100% of the time, he will tell you when he's asked, I still play. Really? Yes. Wow. He will tell you to this day. Wow. If I had that opportunity, I'm gonna play. Wow. I know what okay. it, I know what it did, but I would play. And, okay. But again, Jake's old school too. So yeah. He, 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 yeah. You know, I, I would play too. You know, because you want to be out there with your teammates. But there's so many there's, there's so many other things involved. And I'd say this: even even if you push the date back, if a kid wants to sign, let him sign. Right. That's, so, that, that's another thing. Sign. I mean, it's not a problem. But I've never I, understood that either of why, you know what? And and then I, I would even put the, because people are like, well, what if they want to back out? And I would say, here's your caveat, kid. I'm going to offer you this. If you're going to commit to me, you can sign and you're done. I'm going to give you a 14-day window where you can go home and think about it, see if you rushed your decision, mm-hmm. see if you were all emotional because you're young and we all make emotional decisions. I, Howard, I can't tell you how many things I bought or done and regretted it later. Like, oh my God, I'm never going out with these people again. Yeah. I make too many bad choices, but mm-hmm. give them a little bit of a window. But yeah, if you want to commit in the summer, you're done. I committed. Mm-hmm. I'm done. My recruiting is over. I've never understood why they, why they could not do that. And I think really, I think it's about, I think, listen, you, there's no perfect way, but I think if you can be nimble as an organization, and this is what it takes, where I think you need to have, you know, calling a football czar, committee, whatever it may be, so that you can make changes and be nimble and not have to fight, you know, all these different organizations and coaches. And yeah. if, if, it, if something is better, then implement it. And we never know, we never know what effects a rule is going to have until it's implemented. But that doesn't mean we need to, if it, if it turns out that it's not best for the student athletes and, and the institutions, why can't we quickly be able to make a change and go in a different direction instead of having to go and fight and do all this other stuff? It, it's crazy to, to know that you know, you should be able to be as nimble as possible in these situations. Uh, right. When you start to make new rules, when you start to, when I think the biggest thing, listen, let's let's go get rid of the the book and start over, and just start xing the stuff that's out of the books that's illegal, that, that this archaic as rules. Yes, and just start over. You with with fresh with a fresh way to do things. But again, I, I think that's why you would probably have to have a committee or a czar, a czar committee. Uh, to be able to do that for, you know, for the institutions that, that want to be a part of it, obviously. See, I don't know, man. I'm I'm more so 
look, you want to be professionals. Every professional sport has a commissioner. And yes, they do have the owners meeting, mm-hmm. but they got a commissioner who, who that person gets paid to come in here and lay down the law and come up with the rules. Heck, Draymond Green is about to find out in the NBA what the commissioner is about to say. The owners, they've already said their piece. Now mm-hmm. it's up to the commissioner. And I do think that the, if you have a single voice, it's a lot easier to get things done. Yeah. Always equated, man. Have you ever tried ordering a two-topping pizza with three people? It takes forever. Because <laughs> okay? everybody's got input. Everybody, well, I'm allergic to this, and I don't like that. And, and before you know it, you end up eating tacos because you're still hungry and you haven't eaten that pizza. That's why I've always said one person come in there, set the rules. Howard, I do want to talk about this because you touched upon it. For Michigan State and Indiana, new coaches, how quickly do you – I mean, I guess is is the portal system, I guess, the easiest way to get this back on track? Because I don't think you get the three, four years that you used to – have I mean Michigan State just hired Joe Rossi? He's the 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 DC from Minnesota, and for a lot of state fans, it was like who you had to go back and take a look, and you're like, oh okay, well Minnesota was good a few years ago with that defense, but now you know you you got about a month to go out there and really just kind of get as many people you can out the portal. Does this expedite the process for those two schools? I'm just using those because those are the Big Ten schools. Yeah. To, to, to get back relevant because somebody asked me and I said, you know, you probably instead of having three, four years, you probably have two years before you need to make, I would say, that eight win season to give fans hope that, you know what, we're going to be one of the halves and not a half not. Yeah, I think I think you're right. When you look at it from that perspective. I think one of the things that happens uh, in this new this new world that, that we're in and we talked about this a little bit when you talk about 18 teams in the conference. Um, the expectations of more so the administration needs to change. Uh, the fan base is going to always want to win as many games as possible every year. That number's probably eight to ten. That's where we want to be. For the most, for most of those eighteen teams uh, in the Big Ten Conference, we'll just talk about that. But coaches have to get to a point, whether it's year one, year two, where now all of a sudden you see the trend. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what's happening. Right. You you everyone's willing to to give the pass to that first year when you when you're trying to put a team together and trying to build it. And they're like, well, you still got these holdovers. You got your lost players. So they had you have that one year. Then year two, you, you're able to hit the ground running and start to really work those relationships in the recruiting process uh, to, to get those players, those high school players into the program that you need. But in coupled in year one and year two, you've got to be able to hit the portal. And there's a balancing act in hitting the portal because what happens if you go out and find yourself uh, that star quarterback and you need that senior quarterback? uh, You're also looking for that veteran quarterback that's out there. Mm -hmm. There, There's a school now, right now, that McCord was – everyone believed that he was going one place – and it looks like he's not going there because there's a hot shot freshman that looks like he may be going, he may pick that place. And, and Howard don't want to say the name, but for those who know, his father played at the school located in the middle of the corn belt. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so there's, there's a balancing act you have. But I, I think when you, the portal is going to help them and will help them. Uh, you look at what 
um, Coach Allen did with the portal, you know, the last couple of years. So you might go back maybe three years now. I mean, he, he really was able to take advantage of and, and got some players. Right. Now, the, the challenge was you couldn't quite get the offense to the point that you needed to get to because you had to make a bunch of changes as far as coordinators were concerned. But when you look at that defense, they were able to play well when they weren't worn down. And I think that's where teams can go out and make the biggest impact if they want to, if that's the, the route they choose. So, yes, the portal can change the, the, the future of your program, make it quicker. Michigan State is accustomed to it because right. they've seen it. Right. They've seen it happen. And I know everyone wants to get back to that, but I think you still have to get the right players into your program uh, to be able to build it, and they can do it. So I don't know if the timeline necessarily changes for those coaches, but the coaches have an ability to hit the ground running, uh, particularly to me, particularly at a place like Michigan State, right, where you know they they've been in the championship game, they've been in the Big Ten titles. You can you can go back and say, hey, look at this trophy, look at this, look at that. We've been there already, and, and we can get back there. It's tougher when you haven't been there and you're trying to get to a place and you're trying to sell a vision about where you think you can go when you haven't been there. Historically, you, you haven't spent time there. So I think this Joe Rossi hire is a... Hey, what can you tell us, man? It's big hire? I think he is amazing in what he does. Um, he's been really consistent everywhere he's been. He's made places better. Uh, obviously, injuries have a have a part of you know what ends up happening but i think when you start talking about scheme and his ability to to hold players accountable for what they need to be doing i listen i, I think it's it is a great situation and if you're your secondary player particularly at the safety position you're going to make some plays uh in this system <laughs> they're going to be able to make some plays you're going to rush the quarterback you're going to be in coverage you're going to be playing center field, so you're going to have a chance to make some big plays. I mean, you only need to look at, you know, some of the players, uh, Tyler Newbin and the type of career he ended up having in Minnesota uh, at the safety position. So I think he's, I think he is exactly what will, will really work well because you, you can still go out and get the players you want to. It's Michigan State. Right. And it, and it, again, have all the resources and willing to put those toward the football program. So there's no excuse and I think it's just a matter of, you know, ultimately finding you, you all have to have the quarterback. Everybody's got to have the guy right. under center. That is the most important uh, person in football. Yeah, they 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 they, uh, they brought in the Oregon State Aiden uh, Childs. They, they, he hasn't, at least as that time we could, we're taping this, he has yeah. not committed to them yet. So they still need a quarterback, but you're yeah. right. When I looked at – Joe, Coach Rossi, I was like, well, how are you seeing Minnesota practices? So you, you probably know more than I do or what a lot of people. So yeah. he's a you. he is a tremendous teacher. And, and I think uh, the players that are on the roster now will, that have an opportunity to sit down with them and even maybe some of the guys that have decided to go to the portal after seeing, after having, a, if they are, are interested in coming back, once they have a conversation with uh, Coach Rossi, I think they'll be really excited to, to have an opportunity to play in the system. Okay. Well, Howard, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hey, you, you, that, that was going to be my last question because it happened right before we started taping this, and I know you see the practices. So, yeah, you, you led right into that. Um, 
Have a great Christmas. We're not going to be here for next week. We're going to be celebrating the holiday, but we'll be back two weeks after to try to get ready for, you know, the the, the Big Ten teams and the New Year's Six games and the Michigan game going up against Alabama. Because for me, as I told all my Wolverine friends, everything that happened this past season goes away. If you beat Alabama, guess what people are talking about? Yeah, that's what they're talking about. No doubt about it. And we can go on this one because it's no longer – this game is no longer about what's happened in the past, this yep. past year. Nope. Nobody cares. And it's Connor who? What? Yeah, nobody, nobody cares any of that. So Nobody cares. This is, nobody this cares. is, this is Nick Saban. Right. This is Arbaugh. You beat the man. Because no matter who's the national champion, you always see signs. <laughs> you know what? Well, we, we want to play Bama. Mm-hmm. Let's play Bama. Bama is the gold standard. You're about to go up against the gold standard. So we'll break that down in two weeks. But, Howard, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all the listeners and viewers out there, guys. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Thanks for all the hard work you guys have been doing, spreading the word. Keep it up. Howard, see you in two weeks. We're going to break down this Michigan-Alabama game, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Have a great great, uh, Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. All right, I'll see you guys later.